Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You're listening to The Noble and Bruce Show, brought to you by Ball is Life and Dash Radio. Welcome back to another episode of the Noble and Roos show hosted by Ball is Life, newly minted as the number one most downloaded podcast on the Ball is Life network. I'm your host, Roos Williams, with my co-host, Zach Noble. And today, I believe, all the way from the great state of Indiana, uh, we have none other than Mr. Nikola Vucevic from the Chicago Bulls. Nikola, how are you doing, man? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing awesome. Happy to have you, man. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Did you guys just kind of get settled in? Yeah, we just got to India about like 10, 15 minutes ago. Just got to the hotel, so getting settled here. There we go. A, a punctual man, dude. As soon as he gets to the hotel, hops on the podcast before he goes off and, and has himself a night. So, yeah, man, um, we're happy to have you. Just wanted to kind of talk. You've been having a, an awesome season. The Bulls have been, ha- have been having an awesome season. Probably their best season in a long time. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about. Zach, please take it away. Kick us off. So, Vooch, I want to dive right in to- Going back to when you were first traded to the Chicago Bulls, um, what was that process like for you? I mean, you were the centerpiece in Orlando there for nine years or so, and um, that, that was home to you. I mean, that was everything, and I'm sure that decision was very hard for the franchise and you. Um, tell us what that was like mentally, emotionally, and, I mean, what the communication was like with the front office and you with that transaction. It was definitely, you know, emotional and a, a big change for me after nine years and especially of what I was able to do while I was there. And, uh, you know, I, I've met a lot of great people throughout my time in Orlando and uh, on, well, without, within the organization outside. Uh, my two sons were born uh, and I just really had you know, a very established life. And also in my career, that's where I kind of became the player that I am. So it was a lot uh, that attached me to that city and still does to this day. Uh, still a city I consider uh, home. Uh, so it was difficult. It, it took some time, I think, for me to, to uh, kind of digest all that, to manage all the, you know, the, the, the change and to manage, you know, going to a new city, new team, everything. Uh, it's just, you know, it's not easy when you go through change, especially after such a long time within one, one organization, one city. 
but it was just, I think, you know, I think it was at, to a point where, uh, you know, it was time for, for a change for both uh, myself and uh, the, the, you know, the franchise and the magic. Uh, you know, I, I just, we just felt like, and we felt we reached a point where it wasn't really going um, to to be the way we maybe thought it would be. And I was getting in, in years where I really, you know, was in um, must win now mode. And you know, they they had some young players that they felt like they could develop and had you know could, didn't have to be as aggressive. So it was just that was kind of the communication, and it kind of just turned out you know, to where you know, we were able to to find a, a good place for me. And, uh, and it was a lot. It, it was you no. Know, um, it wasn't out of nowhere, you know, I would, there was yep. a lot of communication came from me even, uh, where, where, you know, I, I was asked certain questions and, you know, and so they were able to make that trade with the bulls and, and, uh, obviously it was tough in the moment when it happened, you know, although I had a, an idea that it could happen. It was still tough. And when you get the call is, it's hard. And it's for me, I mean, I really had special attachment to the city. Uh, I had a special bond with the fans there, the people there. I mean, obviously just not just because of the years, but I think there was something that, that I found I really fit there, you know, the way I, I am. And I think people really accepted me there. And I, I mean, I got there as a 22 year old left or 30 year old man. So all that, when you take it into account, it's not easy to just go through that change and just leave. And I, I mean, I, I always felt maybe before, you know, people get traded and stuff like that, you know, and you hear them, you know, say different things. You're just like, well, it's, it, you know, it's not that hard. I mean, it's just part of the job. And when it happens to you, then you realize, all right, it's, it's a little different. It's not yeah. just, you know, you go to a different city. I mean, maybe if it was just a year or two, maybe it'd be different, but you no know, one there for that long and you establish yourself and, you know, you have a good career there and, uh, you know, you, you do certain things. It, 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 you just, you know, I mean, it's just human nature. So it was tough, but, you know, I think that, you know, as time is going on, I'm able to not just to being in Chicago and obviously we've been doing great here. So that helps as well. No, I yeah, appreciate you going. Kind of a, uh, a coming of age thing for you, right? Like you said, you landed there 22, left as a grown man, 30 years old, both of your sons there. You became an all-star there. Um, so a, a lot of developments happened. So the attachment, you know, I understand that. We all switched jobs too. It's kind of, it had to be weird clearing out the locker, right? And kind of looking at these guys that you went to battle with for years and basically saying. Yeah, I actually didn't even uh, get to do that because I, I got the call like early in the morning and I was with my son. Uh, and then uh, I remember where we, something we were doing with him. And then I was, uh, then I get the call and then my, my wife comes and she sees my face. And she's like, Oh, you got traded. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> she's like, where were we going? I'm like Chicago. It, it was a shock for us. Cause then I was told I got to be in and I had a flight to catch to Chicago at 3 PM that day. So I had like a couple hours to pack, you know, kind of set up what I can and just go. So I didn't even like, they just sh- shipped me my stuff from Orlando. So I never actually got a chance to go there and clear out my locker and, you know, uh, say hi, say bye to all the, my teammates and stuff. We just kind of just had to go. So it was it all happened so quick. I think that also made it a little more, uh, you know, difficult because I never had the time to kind of like go and like talk to everybody and kind of take it all in. It's just kind of up you out. I think what, what helped me also kind of, get over it also was once once i went back to Chicago, orlando when we played the magic and then i went there i saw everybody i got a chance to talk to everybody i went there as you know opponent and kind of helped me move on be like okay like that, that chapter is closed now i can move on to the new chapter in my career and just you know move forward oh, that's I mean, awesome. it's crazy. so it's like you you didn't even yeah get a chance to closure is important man saying goodbyes i think is important yeah yeah, it, yeah i never and then also you know, it was covid and everything was you know but it's still good, but that last year was like really, really straight. So there was so many rules just like to, to, to be able to do all that. So it was all very limited and it kind of happened so quick. So I think that this year made it a little easier once I was able to go back there and uh, 
take it all in and kind of able to move on. What I was going to say is um, the good news is, well, I mean, on one hand, you went from the beach to, you know, cold and snow. But the good news is that um, Chicago's a badass city. And now, you know, a lot of people get, you said, you mentioned win now. You're, you're in win now mode. Yeah. You're 31 years old. Um, I mean, I'm 32 years old. My body breaks down by the day. So I could only imagine a man of your size. You want to win right now. Um, and you get traded into a situation, luckily, where you're in a position to win now, right? I mean, last season when you got traded, things didn't click right away. But then in the offseason, Chicago made, I think they had the best offseason in the NBA. And we're seeing the dividends that are being paid now. So uh, I was going to ask, you know, how does it feel or do you feel fortunate at all? Or did you even have some say in the process where they kind of given you some teams and you had some say with respect to the fact that you didn't get dumped right in like, I don't know, purgatory at some team that hasn't been good for years. Like you got put in a situation where you actually can win. But that was kind of the, the deal that if they, if, you know, if that does happen, if I do get moved, it's to a situation that works for both to where if I go to a team that, you know, is win now mode and they get what they need. It wasn't just you know, going to be a, a no matter what. So it was kind of really going to be only in a specific situation where it worked with, for both, which it did. Uh, so in the end, it all worked out really well. Obviously, Chicago wasn't necessarily a winning team before you got there. So what was it about Zach Levine or the franchise in general that thought you could turn this thing around and make it what it is today? Like, what was it so attractive about that destination for you? Well, I think, you know, uh, obviously the, the fact that you know, Zach was there, you know, he, he was a first-time All-Star and then obviously a, a great player. And I think that, uh, you know, pairing uh, the two of us would, you know, give us you know, a good kind of base to, to build a team around. And then also the head of some very good young pieces and the front office was really, you know, want to be really aggressive to, to, to build something now, you know, not wait. And I think that the, the trade, when they made the trade, I think that it kind of sent a message throughout the league saying like, Hey, Chicago is serious about winning now. You know, we want to do this now. We don't want to wait. And, uh, you know, then it attracted other, you know, players, you know, like Lonzo, DeMar, uh, AC, you know, the other guys that came over the summer because they saw that there was, you know, uh, something that was being built here. You know, the you know the team had two all-stars. They had some good young pieces as well, good coaching staff. Uh, you know, Billy's a great coach. And so I think that, you know, when you send a message like that, it's going to attract other players as well to be willing to come. You know, it has to start somewhere. Um, and, uh, you know, they're able to, you know, so to speak, take a risk and, um, you know, it all worked out in the end. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how the NBA works, right? You have a piece like Zach Levine, all of a sudden, boom, Bulls go all in, trade some assets to get you, and now you got a big two, and then the other, the other chips fall uh, as they do, right? And so Alex Caruso has been an incredible role player. Lonzo's had an incredible season. DeMar DeRozan has been balling. I mean, DeMar DeRozan's turned the clock back. I really honestly thought his, his decline was kind of kicking in, and, and we were starting to see it. I was dead ass wrong. He is balling out. I was right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's incredible. It, it's amazing to see. I, I, I was at, um, I watched y'all play. I'm, I'm from Houston. So I watched y'all play the Rockets. Um, and I got to, I got to see that game in person, but so I wanted to ask, what is it like for you? What it is, what has it been like for you fitting with Zach and DeMar and kind of getting that going? Cause you guys have the fourth best offense in the league so far. It's been fun. I mean, you know, when you, when you play like, you know, with all the players we have, especially two guys like DeMar and Zach, who are just deadly scorers, uh, it makes the game so much easier for everyone. And, uh, I mean, they, they require so much attention for the defense that it opens up a lot. But I think what, what also helps them is that we they have 
now a lot of talent around them as well. And, um, you know, teams can't just solely focus on them because you have so many options around that, that you, know, you have to focus on everybody. Uh, and also, I think the main thing to why the reason why it's been working is that we all, you know, committed to winning and uh, playing basketball the right way and do whatever needs do whatever we need to win. Uh, very unselfish group, you know. We really enjoy playing with uh, alongside each other, uh, and it's been a fun year. So I think I mean it, it's been great to see those two guys playing the way they've been playing. I mean they both had you know great great games, you know. Uh, games where they've taken over, where they just dominated the game and things like that, and towards the end of the game as well. And I think that we just have grew that's been able to mesh really well. Uh, and I think that obviously there's a lot of room for us to grow as well still. Uh, but I think that we're heading on the right path. And we just, we have also, I think the fact that people did doubt us early on and weren't sure if it's going to work, was the mark going to fit, is this or that, you know, all these question marks that people had, I think they also kind of gave us extra motivation, you know, to, to prove people wrong. That's the thing. And you, you hit it with the word unselfish. And that's what the word that comes to my mind when I think of you bulls, um, everybody before the year, I was in the minority of really believing in DeMar. Cause I just thought he was a great playmaker and that's where he improved the most in San Antonio as a playmaker and past first guy there, which really flew under the radar because they were a sub 500 team there for a little bit. Uh, but with that said, I mean, you just brought like, talented intelligent individuals like you guys i think are the most intelligent team in the league just cerebrally from a basketball iq standpoint and then you put unselfish on top of that that's why it works and clicks so quickly in my estimation um yeah you got more upside to go because you guys are just starting to play together but it's crazy to me how quickly you guys gelled as a team like literally when i look at teams that play well together right now and play as a cohesive unit. I look at you guys, the Jazz and the Suns, and those other two teams have been together forever. You guys just came together and you just gelled so quickly. Why is that, you think, besides being unselfish? And did you think DeMar had this in him like before he got to Chicago? Like, Because you've been playing against him in the East forever. You knew him as the Toronto Raptors' go-to score for all these years. What made you think DeMar could fit with you and be this guy to go along with Lonzo's dominant um, play nature, and then Zach Levine dominates the ball quite often as well from a usage standpoint. Well, I just thought, I mean, to go back to your point, we, we just have a lot of high IQ players. And when you have you know, guys that do understand the game, that know what it takes to win, that know how to play the game the right way, you're going to figure it out and make it work. I mean, you look at, you no, know, even, for example, you look at Brooklyn, who had, you know, uh, KD, Kyrie, and Harden, who all three, when they were playing, they all needed, you know, the ball and our ball dominant. But when you put them all three together on the on the floor, they just figure it out. And uh, that was just our top process as well. I think, you know, with bringing, you know, DeMar, uh, you know, we felt like we were just going to be able to figure out there's enough offense, offensive opportunities for everybody to, to be able to be effective and play their game and do what needs to be done. And, and also we figured out, we can make it easier on each other. And uh, I think that's what's been happening. We just, we're, you know, we all know how to play the game the right way. We all willing to, you know, sacrifice a little bit to, to make it work. And we have been doing that. And also, I mean, the way the NBA has been, you know, uh, going lately, you know, offensive numbers have, you know, really gone uh, high and the game is played at a faster pace. There's so many offensive possessions. Everybody's going to have an opportunity to play and do and score and, you know, take shots that they need to take. And, uh, so I just think, you know, uh, we're all really just came in and we're committed. I think that also 
know, uh, the message from Billy, you know, was also you know, that we certain things we didn't need to sacrifice. We need to figure out how to play. He also put a good system where it gives an opportunity for everyone to be involved at all times in our offense. And uh, we've just been effective and we're just committed to it. We've been doing it. It hasn't always, you know, it's not always pretty. It doesn't always work the way we wanted to, but for the most part it has. And I think that we just, our commitment to it, you know, is very strong and we want to do it. We want to get it done. And uh, it, it's really simple when you have guys that are not selfish, that care to win, you're just going to be able to figure it out. And uh, that's what we've been able to do. And I think it's a little more difficult if you do have, you know, guys that, you know, are looking for numbers or not, you know, willing to do the things that need to be done. It can take a little longer, but I think that also we all are, we are all at a point in our careers where we, you know, we don't necessarily, you know, have to, I mean, you always have to prove yourself, you know, like prove yourself as a new young player in the NBA where you have to you know, like show what you can do. We all, I think we all passed that young part of our career where now we're just all in like, we just want to win whatever yeah. it takes. And so, I think that's also happened. Even you know, guys like you know, AC, he came from Lakers. He won a championship. You know, he people know who he's in what what he's a player. You know, say Lonzo, I think he's excited to be here because he's finally in a spot where he feels like he's wanted and you know he's valued properly. And so I think that gave him also kind of a refreshing. And then like you know, Demar, he's obviously won and done everything he needed to do and All Star and everything. So. He just wants to win now again. And uh, you know, Zach, you know, he hasn't you know, been to the playoffs one and yet, so he wants to do it. And you know, so same for me. So I think he just all the right kind of pieces fell at the right time. It was good timing and it all worked out. Support for Noble and Roosh is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools where your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. And remember, treat your body like a Garrett Temple and be Marcus Smart about how you choose to groom your LaMelo balls to get rid of all that excess Joe Harris. You don't want to be the jokage of the locker room, so be a James Wiseman and don't trust your Mason Plumleys with anything other than Manscaped to get the job done. Whether you get rid of it all or just take a little off the OB Toppin, the results will have your Lonzos feeling the Kevin Love and you feeling as fresh as a Derrick Rose. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code GNR at manscaped.com. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you both are correct, right? A ton of high IQ players, a ton of talent. Uh, a very scary big three with you, Zach, and Damar. And then the role players are out of this world, right? Like we talked about, Lonzo's having a, a great season. Caruso is really <laughs> – I think he's making Lakers fans in the Lakers front office regret not working out the right deal with him. Trying every day. And then you're getting contributions across the board, right? Caruso's out, boom. Kobe White steps up and balls out 17-12 and 12 against the Hawks. Um, you know, Ayo Desumu, who I brought up earlier, rookie – you know, he was someone that we obviously had had on the show. So he was on our radar, but he kind of fell later in the first round. And he's been, I thought, I think he's been very good uh, for you guys contributing off the bench when, when his number is called to do so. So it's a multifaceted attack. There's not one way to stop it. It's not like, yo, you got two guys, you stop one of those guys, you'll probably win. You guys can get them from all angles. You're a passing big, so you can run offense even through you. You can run offense through other players. You guys have shooters that can make shots. Like, there's a good team. So with that said, you're second in the East. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you are one game behind Brooklyn. So you're a legitimate contender. I mean, it's, it's you guys, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee, as far as I'm concerned right now, out of the East. So 
kind of feeding into everything else that we talked about. How does this feel, you know, to see it coming to fruition? We're more than a third of the way through the season and you're the number two team in the East. You know, I don't think you're used to this, at least at the NBA level, Orlando. I think the best you guys finished during your time there was six or seven. Um, so, so what does it feel like to be the number two team in the East and to, to be with the squad? Like you said, everyone's hungry. Um, you know, you got the only, the only guy that's won one is Caruso. Uh, but, you know, DeMar is hungry on a mission to prove people wrong, as we can see. Zach is hungry just to get a taste of the playoffs. You're hungry. Lonzo's hungry. So, so how does it feel to be a real contender, top two in the East? It was great. I mean, you know, when, when you win, you know, you win consistently. Uh, you know, you it, like it, if I can say like it's catchy. Like you wanted to continue, you never wanted to stop. And uh, you know, when they say winning takes care of everything, it, it really does. You know, when you have to you know to build something and work through certain things while you're winning, it's so much easier than if you're doing like you know if we're you know at five hundred or something and it's not you know necessarily going the way we wanted to, and you have to work some stuff. You know, then it's it's a little more difficult, but where you know winning, you know, and you but you're aware that you still have room to improve and stuff that you need to work on. You know, in your mind, you're like, all right, like we still have ways to go, but we can be like this good. We we're this good already. So you know, like, what can we really become if we once we really really figure it out? So I mean, it's really 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 fun. I mean, also you know, one thing that's been great is you know the obviously the the, the fans in Chicago. You know, they've been waiting you know for, for this for a while. You know, they had a couple of tough years, and so. They're really, really excited. You can feel it in the arena and you know, everywhere you go in the city. Obviously, they're you no know, huge Bulls fans, and you can really feel it. And even when we play on the road, you know, you have Bulls fans coming to games and cheer for us. And there's just this big energy, I think, that you know, kind of came around the team from the beginning, and now even more since we've been winning. So it's fun. I mean, you enjoy it. You know, obviously, our, our career. You know, you only get so many opportunities to to do this, to play at a high level, and to to play for something to play to win. So you want to make sure you take advantage of it. And I think that. You know, we want to continue to have fun and continue to play and win. And I mean, just, I mean, winning is the best. That's what we all do this job. Absolutely. No, big energy. That's what it is. And you guys are the buzz of the league right now. And it's sure been fun to follow. Absolutely. Uh, with that said, um, it's it kind of um, natural, I'd say. And when you put four guys that dominate the ball together, I mean, it's going to take away from somebody, you know, it's so um, you're used to the ball being in your hands a lot more early on and um, have a bigger usage. You're up right around like 28, 29% usage the last five, six years of your career. And to start the year, you're at around like 19, 20. It's going to happen. So your numbers take a little bit of a dive. You don't know the, the shots you're getting, but it doesn't matter because winning solves all and it comes around in the end. I don't never worry about good shooters. You've been shooting really high percentages the last few years. And I knew you would figure it out. I mean, the first 11 games, you were like 40 and 26, but I mean, your counting numbers were still good. And I thought you were playing the best defense of your career. I mean, I really do. The team defense, that's the thing I was worried about. This team is the defensive side of things, but it's been amazing. It's been awesome to see, but these last 11 games, this is the Vooch we know. I mean, from a numbers perspective and it's not really taken away from anybody else either, which is crazy. It just means the team's getting better and better, but maybe it's because some guys are in and out of the lineup with COVID as well. And you're just doing your part. Why do you think the shot wasn't falling as much as at the beginning and um, things just started off a little slow for you? Well, I think mainly I was trying to figure out kind of my, my, my role. How can I, you know, still, you know, be effective and do what I do. Uh, 
know, within the new system we had, within, you know, playing alongside the new players. You know, when you play for one way, like I did in Orlando for past however many years, I was, you know, playing the level I was, it's, you know, and you go into a whole new situation, it, it takes time. And I think for a big man, it may be a little more too, because you don't necessarily have the ball at all times. You don't necessarily always control the game. Like if you're guarding, you have the ball, you can kind of create your own shots and do that. So I think it just took me a little bit of more time to figure that part out. And I think, you know, uh, I wanted it to happen so quick and then it wasn't necessarily, then you kind of like, I was trying to just, I think at one point I was just trying a little too much and I was too worried, not too worried, but like too caught up into that instead of just kind of letting it all work out and just play my game and find other ways to just, you know, uh, be effective, you know, rebounding, defense, passing, and that everything was just going to come around. And so I think it was just, uh, that was a little bit of that. And, but I think as, as the season went on, you know, I started figuring out my spots and started figuring out ways that can be effective. And also understanding that, I don't have to do as much anymore as I had to maybe in Orlando where, you know, I felt like if I didn't have a certain amount of points, you know, it wasn't enough for us. Now I, I can you know, score way less than I did maybe in Orlando, but still, you know, play really well and the team is winning and it's just different. I think just a period of adjustment was just some time I need to go through and uh, also, you know, playing with new, 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 no new players, you know, guys I've never played with before, you know, how I had to learn to play pick and roll with Lonzo, with DeMar, you know, Zach, I played with him last year a little bit as well, but, you know, he had COVID, so it wasn't as much time as we wanted to. Uh, AC, you know, all those guys. And so it's just, just took time. And, uh, but, you know, never in my mind that I, you know, doubt myself or panic or anything. It's just like, I wanted to happen because, you know, it's a new thing where, you know, we're playing well and I want to, you know, be a big part of it as well. And it's just, I think that maybe that overexcitement of it all kind of, it's just, but it's, I think in the last, you know, I think since I came back from COVID, I was able to kind of, you know, take a step back, you know, kind of slow down, regroup and, you know, and just kind of work my way back to what I know I can do. And so in the last, you know, what having two weeks or so, I've been feeling much better, you know, just like the game's also a little slow down. I got used to the new where we're playing and just, you know, being able to figure it out and, you know, get back to my old self. Definitely can say that. Stella Founder Groove, you can say that. I, I, I roughed you up the first time you came on and said, um, I would love to see an Orlando lineup of, like, Fournier, you, Aaron Gordon, Bamba, Isaac, and just roll, roll really big, and you're laughing at me. and my other partner was laughing at me at the time too. And yeah, that was a joke because that's the, that's the part of the issue in Orlando too. You were legitimately the best passer playmaker there half the, more than half the time, like 70 to 80% of the time. Um, and it goes much different from um, being the best passer playmaker in the half court to having to be that guy in the full court um, where you got DeMar and Lonzo for that now. And that are guys that are just as good, if not better passers and playmakers than you um so with that said i mean that that's got to be quite the adjustment um can you just say a little more on in regards to that i mean from a ball handling perspective is it quite different in this system would you say it is i mean just the way we play in general like in orlando for example i had you know the ball a lot in certain positions that for example like post-ups or elbow touches which in chicago still getting a lot of those elbow touches in on, on top of the key. Uh, but the kind of whole way we're playing in Orlando was, uh, you know, around me. So all, every play almost and everything, you know, I had a big part of it and I knew I was going to get my, you know, 20 shots a game, regardless of what was going on. And, 
So it, it's just, it was just a different system. And uh, I, I also had gotten used to it and playing that way. And it was built for me, so to speak. So it's just different to where here, you know, it's a little different. We have so many options and it's a system where everybody at all times is involved and can get involved and shots are going to come from different. You know, you're going to get your shots at different times um, as the game goes on. So I just had to figure that out, make that adjustment to, you know, okay, I can't like, I have to just figure myself out within this offense now within this system. And, uh, like I might not have the ball as much in certain situations as I did in Orlando. So I have to figure out how to be effective, you know, playing this way now. And so it's just like, just an adjustment, you know, like everything in life, you know, you go to a new job, you go to a new place, you start a new relationship, you know, it's a new, you just have to, you know, it takes time to, you know, figure it out and adjust to it and uh, find your ways. And that just, Thing that it was a little bit for me, and uh, and but no, it was never you know too big of a deal for me or anything. And again, we're winning, so I think that also helped me kind of just be like, all right, like you know, we're That's winning. Whatever. Well, like don't don't overthink. It's just just go and play, and things will be fine. Yeah, I mean, like to Zach's point, right? Over your last eleven games, nineteen points a game, eleven and a half boards, almost three dimes, block and a half, shooting like forty three percent from three just balling out. Um, and then over the last three games, you've had 15 or more rebounds in each of those games. And you guys are on a five game winning streak. So winning definitely cures all. Um, like we've talked about some of your, your, your scoring is down because you're getting the, the least amount of field goal attempts that you've gotten, I think in the last four, maybe five years. Um, but that's because you have incredibly talented teammates. So now some of the loads off of you and it's easier for you and, and you guys are winning. And I think that that's the most important. You do have a career high in blocks so far, by the way, 1.2 is your career high. And block. So contributing in other ways as well on the defensive end. Um, so with all that said, and we talked about being a contender, we've talked about how successful your team has been so far. I got to imagine it's championship. I mean, you have championship aspirations. I, I don't want to say championship or bust, but can you kind of speak to the aspirations that you guys do have and, and how you view yourselves um, as legitimately, you know, winning a championship this season? Honestly, it's not necessarily something we, we, we talked about our main focus right now is really just on, you know, building, you know, this team and building the chemistry. And, you know, uh, we understand we have a long way to go to, to, to get to, you know, talk about championship and all that. We know the teams around the league that, you know, have been together for a long time and have gone through those, you know, playoff series and everything experiences that you kind of have to go through. So right now we're just trying to, you know, build, you know, uh, identity, you know, uh, you know, build you know, good habits, make sure we, we do what we need to do so that come playoff time and you know, we're ready to go. And I think that's really been our mindset. Just take it day by day, game by game, just continue to work, continue to improve. And then we'll see when we get there. Obviously, we, we know that we have a team, a good team that has a chance to become very good, but uh, we don't feel like we're there yet. We know obviously our, our record is good and we're playing well, but we know we have a, a long way to go yet to, to, be, to be able to talk about that. And we understand it. I think that's, also one of our qualities and that uh, we, we don't get ahead of ourselves. You know, we, we stay humble, we stay hungry, we continue to work. And then, uh, you know, I, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to get there, but you know, only can be done if we would put in the right work. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. 
Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Um, I was also going to ask if you had to, if you had to give an identity to the team as of right now, in terms of the composition and, and how you view your identity when you step on the court, what would that be as a team? Uh, I mean, like I said, you know, unselfish team, you know, fast paced team, uh, you know, I think for the most part of defense, you know, it's been very good as well this year. Uh, and we understand that, you know, we, we can score. We have ways to score, but we also understand that for us to, to have a chance to win big, our defense has to be, you know, you know top six, seven in, in the NBA. And uh, that's been our main thing that we've been trying to work on to become that, you know, a uh, very good, tough defensive team that you know, can get stops and, uh, you know, can do that consistently. Because we believe that you know, with the offensive, you know, uh, weapons we have and offensive skill, we're able to do that. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I find one word to kind of do an entity, but to be a great team, you have to do a lot of different things really well. So, a little bit of everything. And it's a process, like you said. I mean, you guys are playing together for the first time ever. People can't have that high of expectations of you just because you got talent. I mean, you look at a team. Like the Lakers, they have a bunch of champions on that team and they can't figure it out. And it, it takes time. And I'm not writing them off either because they do have champions and LeBron's playing at such a high level. Uh, but with that said, I mean, I want to know, was that DeMar USC connection? Was there anything with that beforehand? Or um, do you guys talk about that or relate to that at all? Or is that really nothing to you guys? Go Trojans, by the way. I went to law school at USC. Okay, go Trojans. There you go. No, we, we talk about it a lot. I mean, you know, we, uh, we're both there you know, as freshmen. Uh, you know, obviously, DeMar came, you know, as you know, a big-time player and a big-time recruit. You know, I was, uh, you know, kind of a you know, late, late recruit guy that they were able to, to get. And I didn't really, you know, my freshman year, I played, like, you know, 10 minutes a game and played, you know, here and there. And then as year went on, I got better. But we talk about it. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, it was, that, that year was fun for us. We went to tournament. We lost in the second round. We won the Pac-10 tournament uh, together, you know. So it's you know, a lot of good memories. And, uh, I mean, throughout, you know, our NBA careers, we're always, you know, we're talking and uh, you know, catching up and whenever we played each other. And, so it was, it was always fun, and it, it's special that you know, we we're able to play together again after all these years and uh, to see how, you know, what we've done so far in our careers and how we're able to improve all, all these years as players. You know, you know, DeMar is obviously a much better player than he was at USC. I'm a much better player than I was when I was there. So it, it's great when you see that, you know, and you, you're able to you know, share that now with somebody, you know, you consider a friend 
uh, on the same team and have the success we're having together. So it's been fun. And I think it's just over the years, you know, when we were playing and you know, we're joking about, Hey, you know, let's try to play together and all that. And obviously it was never you know, really realistic, but once the opportunity came that, you know, there is a chance that it could happen with him coming to the bulls. You no, know, we, you know, uh, we talked about it and you know, he made the, the, the choice to, to join us. And uh, so I'll work out in the end. There was a lot of whispering at the all-star game and uh, summers in USC. No, actually, I never. No, in the summer, <laughs> I don't go back much. Actually, but that was just more when we played uh, against each other, like in games. You know, if I think no, actually, we never really were all stars together either. Because when I became all star, I think he was already in San. He was already in San Antonio. Gotcha. Uh, no, we just you know if like we play Orlando against Toronto or something, and we just kind of joke around. It was really just you know nothing too serious. It was just joking, but you know, it ended up uh, working out. Do you guys discuss uh, Evan Mobley at all? I think that guy's the next. Great big man coming. I mean, that guy, I mean, he's, you could call him a wing even. That guy's so versatile. And I think he's got a, like a top 10 ceiling. I think he's that good. Yeah, you have any thoughts on him? I mean, we, we talk about like, you know, players from UC in general that, you know, uh, they're in the league now and stuff like that. And at UFC, how they're doing. But yeah, Evan, I mean, he's been playing great, I think, for Cleveland. Uh, having a good season. You know, unfortunately, he gets to sit out because of COVID last two weeks ago, but he's been playing great. I think, you know, he's been a huge part of Cleveland's success as well, but he definitely has talent. Obviously he has size, he has skill, he can score in many different ways and he's only going to get better, you know, as, uh, as he gets older, but uh, yeah, I mean, impressive that he's able to do that already as, as a rookie. Hey, USC pumps him out, baby. Kevin Porter Jr. As well on my Rockets. Um, so Nicole, I wanted to ask you, man, you're, if I'm not mistaken, I think your father was a professional basketball player for what, 20 more, 20 plus seasons, 20, I think four, 24, yeah, 24 years. 24. Um, how did that kind of impact you, your upbringing? Like, did you just, have, have you been hooping since diapers? Like, you know, how, how does that kind of impact you and, and your skill over the years? And pretty much, I mean, I was uh, kind of want to be like him. And uh, at a young age, you know, I started, you know, just you know, obviously playing for fun at home and, uh, and doing what he does and watching his games, his practices. You know, I'd go in his closet and like wear his jerseys, his gear and around the house and do all that. And so I always wanted to be like him. And that was just kind of something I wanted to do. And um, I think at a certain age, he saw that I had talent and that, you know, it's something that I could, you know, uh, pursue as a career. And uh, so just, you know, he he decided to to coach me when I was 12, from 12 to 16. He was the coach of my team. And, uh, you know, just, you know, was there for me. And even to this day, I mean, we always talk about it. We, you know, he watches my games uh, when he can. And we discuss things that he sees that I could do better. Obviously, I mean, I, I mean he, he knows me the best. I'm his son. He, so, he saw me, you know, uh, grow up as a basketball player, you know, as a person, I think. So he knows how to get to me. And so I think it's it's been a blessing for me to have him and uh, to be able, you know, to have him guide me throughout my career. And to, you know, a huge part of, you know, the reason I am to, here today and uh so obviously uh it's not it's rare for for players to have that have a father that can really help them like that and uh he's been able to do that for me and so it's been huge but yeah, it all started you know with me you know just watching him and want to be like so can you can you elaborate a little bit or maybe speak a little bit about how crazy it must have been coming overseas i think your senior year right you came yep. to, to california playing what simi valley little suburb uh yeah, we were prep school, so we kind of we were prep school, so we kind of played everywhere, you know. But uh, yeah, it was just I was uh, sixteen. I had just turned. Se- I was going to turn seventeen in October, and uh, yeah, I just came to. Uh, I mean, were now you by yourself. 
So he came with me for about a week to get me settled and make sure everything was, you know, fine and all that. And then uh, he left, and it was just me. And then uh, it wasn't easy because back then, I mean, there wasn't like today where you have, you know, internet everywhere, your phone. Like that's when like the T-Mobile sidekicks had just come out, like Blackberry. <laughs> wow, like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like right now you have your iPhone, you FaceTime whoever, wherever you want, you know, at any time. And like you didn't have like that, like you have here uh, now, like you have, you know everywhere you know it was it was it was uh, it wasn't that easy and then even why i mean wi-fi was starting you had internet but it wasn't just wasn't as developed and i think you probably I, still had to get like cards and stuff to call back home right yeah yeah i had uh, that's what i was doing i was getting cards to call overseas you know you had x amount of minutes uh i think at that time you had msn messenger to talk to people yeah. uh skype was just starting and uh, so it wasn't as easy so that that thing that was uh you know made it harder it's just and then nowadays you know you can't get you know, you, now you can get info about anything anywhere easy back then it wasn't as easy so it was just i mean but i mean it was i mean a lot of kids did it that time so it, it wasn't easy for sure i mean it was a huge change i mean a huge culture shock for me i mean I, I understood english i didn't really speak it as well so it was just you know big change for me but i think that it's helped me a lot you know mature you know quickly i just had to figure it out and i had to mature as i went on and it's really helped me i think now i realize it you know more than ever how that's helped me being able to adapt being able to adjust to new um, new situation to change figure things out if things are not going my way and so and it's also i mean basketball wise it's helped me tremendously you know just especially with you know my uh, my body how to that part just you know becoming you know physically who i am today it's really helped me a lot you know it's just speed of the game and everything so uh but it, i mean it was it was a it was tough at first for sure but it was a you know, great experience for me you know people there were great as soon as forever i went and it was a fun year for me and i went up you know getting approved by usc and so then everything worked out in you that's a crazy growth experience it has to be right just kind of dumped on your own <clears throat> overseas in a new country and just get to work so obviously in retrospect like you're saying like you probably look back and think wow like that experience shaped me in a way that, you know, 99% of the world never gets to even see. And I, it was funny. I called, I called a friend in Canada the other day. Um, and we, we talk on the internet. We don't really talk on the phone. And I was, I asked him, I said, you know, can you take a call? And then I thought about it and I was like, how am I supposed to call him? He's going to, I'm going to hit some like crazy charges or minutes. And then I thought for a second, like I felt like a boomer. I was like, I just got to FaceTime audio. It's well, what's like that here. Yeah, I mean, but you have, to, I mean, when you, you know, get in a situation where it's like you just have to figure it out, I think it's also, there's a, uh, uh, how you say, like, not in that say like survival mode, you know, it's a little extreme, but you know what I'm trying to explain? Like, you just Man, have, there's a phrase yeah. I learned in college make it happen. No matter yeah. what, no matter yeah. what happens, just make it happen. Yeah. And it's like on like basic things, like, like doing laundry. I never did laundry before I got there, and then I just figured it out, like, you know. Yeah. And then like making your own food or like, and then eventually like you get to like pay your own like bills and things like this little by little. And it's all little things, but they add up because you just have to figure it out. And I think also um, it builds your confidence and, you know, it makes you just grow as a person. And, you know, you, at that age, you don't realize it because you're young and you just don't know, you know that much. But as you get older, you under, you go back and you're like, okay, like that's really helped me. And now I can relate to a lot of younger you know, people that I see that, you know, are going through it or or now you can kind of tell the difference you know if you kind of had it pretty easy sometimes you know you certain things you don't figure out that early because you just didn't have to and so there's no like good or bad way it's just like just i think for me that worked out you know because i think i needed that at that point in my life to kind of 
get away and be on my own and figure it out and kind of fight for things. Yeah. And uh, you know, some for some people maybe it doesn't sound the right path, but for me it was and it worked out great and I'm happy I did that. My man, so speaking of your father, uh all these 10 day contracts being thrown around, just crazy contracts. Your dad played it till like 45, I think. Do you yeah, guys ever joke cool. around with him or your brother-in-law Sasha about trying to get back in? Give me a yeah, 10 dad, day. Come on, Vooch. Help me out. I think my, my dad, if it wasn't for you no, know, his his knee was starting to you know, really bother him and give up. I think he still had to love the game and still had to love like the the just the competition in him and wanted to keep playing. But I think just think he, you know, his knee said, so it's over. It's been, you know, 20, 24 years. Like, just, <laughs> you've done plenty. So he stopped. Uh, but uh, yeah, with Sasha, I mean, we, we talk about, you know, he, he a lot. I mean, he went, he left the NBA to go back overseas. He felt like, you know, uh, he maybe could have stayed a couple more years, but you know, it was just the way it is. But yeah, now, nah, I mean, with all the, the uh, well, everything that's happening with, with COVID, I mean, maybe, you know, he, he, could, he could rethink his position. Uh, that's legit. And you got, uh, I think the only other two Montenegrins on your team, huh? Javante Green. I mean, he's, he's got dual citizenship. Is that yeah, even? Yeah. And then, uh, who is it? Marco Simonovic. Yeah. Uh, do you guys bond over that at all? I mean, do you guys talk about playing on the national team together at all? Oh, for sure. I mean, we, you kind of bond automatically, you know, and then, uh, I mean, but also I think we we bond as far as you know. Just we share a lot of same interests. You know, we have a lot of same visions. And I mean, he's 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 a uh, nine years younger than me, so you know, I really feel uh, you know old when I when I talk to him and try to help him out with stuff. And you know, I've I've been in the U.S. for fifteen, sixteen years now. You know, I came here as a kid. Uh, you know, went to high school, college here, and I've been in the NBA for so long. So. You know, I know obviously how it works here and how it is. And so I've been trying to help him a lot with that as well. And then obviously the basketball part, but no, I mean, he's, he's been great and a hard worker and a lot, doing a lot of great things and, uh, but just trying to, you know, have him in any way I can. But I think it's been great for me to have someone from home, you know, I can speak my language with and you know, drink around and have fun. And uh, I think it's been great for him to have me here. Who's been here for a long time, somebody he can you know, look up to and help him out. So it's been fun for both of us. Unfortunately, he he's out now because of COVID. But uh, yeah, when we were on, it's just it's fun for both of us to have him and hang out and joke around. And you know, it's somebody from home. It's always home for you, and so it's always you know, special to have that. It's awesome. Um, so, Vooch, we we really appreciate your time. We're gonna wind down and just ask you a couple questions about off the court, um, mm-hmm. and then and then we'll go ahead and get you out of here. By the way, before I forget, uh, I wanna I wanna let you know. A lot of times people would joke about who's got the best hair in the NBA, like Jalen Rose, DJ Augustine. For for the white boys or the white complexioned boys, you have one of the crispiest hairlines. So appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. I shoot out of my barber. I don't do it myself, so shoot out of my barber is that. Yes. We yes, think exactly. Jeremy, the guy in Orlando, Golden, and guy in Chicago, Mike. They, they, they've been doing a great job. I, I, I haven't been uh, – the, the, you know the the hairline thing it's been uh you know in europe it's not as common it's becoming but it was more a thing here and so i was against it for a while i didn't want to do it and then i was just like right, let's try one time and then the guy no little did it and i liked how i looked and i was like okay and then so yeah, shout out mike yeah, i really appreciate that I, thank you for that yeah like trent said i see it. it's crispy on the head baby um so off the court man what, you know what do you do for fun like right now it's a thursday night you just touched down and thank you for taking the time to talk to us, but like, how are you going to handle, you know, what are you going to do on this Thursday night in beautiful Indiana before uh, y'all play the Pacers tomorrow? 
Uh, so uh, actually, we we have a team thing set up to to go watch uh, Spider Man. I already seen it uh, actually, but I might go again because it was a great movie and a big Marvel fan. So I might go again. Uh, so uh, yeah, other than that, I mean that's it. You no, know, we're just kind of you know uh, relax. You know, I have um, when I'm at home. You know, I, with my, my family, you know, my wife and two two kids, and you know, one is three year old and one year old. So. You don't get much, you know, uh, me time. So when I go on the road, I usually try to, you know, take advantage of that. I usually, you know, try to do like, you know, catch up on, uh, try to have emails or things to do and things like that, meetings that I'll try to do on the road. So I, it doesn't take away from my uh, family time at home. Uh, but I'll just, you know, relax, you know, read something, watch movie, watch show. I mean, depends. I, I love going to, like, I love going out to dinners and stuff. Now it's a little trickier because of, the whole COVID surge thing, so you're trying to be a little careful. But usually, I don't know, I'll try to meet up with some of my teammates, blog, grab some food. You know, Are you a wine guy? Do you wind down with a little glass of wine? I, I love wine, yeah. I'm a big wine guy. Uh, so uh, I, I like doing that as well. We have a couple of those guys on the team as well. So, yeah, I mean, just trying to figure it depends on the city. You know, some you know, bigger city, you know, you go out, you know, do different things, not out of like clubbing, but like you go shopping, walk around, you know, different restaurants, things like that. So it all depends on the on the on this. And in some cities now over the years, I've you know, I've met people, I have friends. So it just depends and it's just uh, kind of on the city. Chicago, it's got a. I mean, have you got out in the city much and ate much food there? I mean, what what is the best food you've had in Chicago so far? The best food, I'd say, these ribs. I'm uh, I'm Ooh. a huge ribs guy, and it's called uh, it's called Gale Street Inn. Uh, I actually knew about it before I came to the Bulls from. Uh, one of the strangers that was at Orlando. He's from Chicago originally. He told he took us there actually. When my se- second or third year, no, my first year with Orlando. Actually, that's the only year he was there with us. He took me there, and uh, they're amazing ribs. I mean, I've had them in a lot of different places. Those are the best I've ever had. So that's the best you know food uh, in Chicago uh, that I've had. Love There's it. so many food options in, in Chicago. I mean, I mean, great, you know, great restaurants, you know, great steakhouse. I'm huge steak guy, so great steakhouses there. Are you a Chicago pizza guy? So, so, you know, I'm not huge on the deep dish pizza. I've had it. It's good, you know, but it's not my favorite. Me neither. Um, if, if the Bulls fans boo you at the next one for this comment, I apologize in advance. I'm sorry. No, actually. So one time there is this uh, one. Uh, uh, so one time I tweet, I was going to, I want to try some like, you know, deep dish pizza. And so I, I, I tweeted like, Hey, what's the best Chicago, you know? And I had like, a, I, I thought, it said Giordano's. No, I, I thought I was going to have like 20 responses, you know, just for whatever fun. I think the Bulls retweeted it and it was like this huge thing. Like I had like <laughs> a thousand people respond to me, like what pizza to get. And so what oh, I did, I went through like maybe a hundred responses. And I like was, you know, if I saw a name pop up a couple of times, I just, you know, added it into whichever name had the most. I chose that spot, but um but yeah, I mean, I've had the pizza. I've had a couple of different of the deep dish pizzas. I mean, they're good. It's just uh, I grew up on like different pizzas, so I know you kind of stick to that. Uh, but it's good. It's not you know some people don't like it. I like it actually. It's good. It's just I prefer like tin crust, regular crust pizza. I'm right there with you, man. For I haven't sure. had the hot dogs yet in, in Chicago. I've heard those are good too, so I have to try that. Do that. Go to a baseball game. But it, I mean, there's so many. It's so like you, for example, like you go on DoorDash or any of those eating apps. And like to to pick a food like spot, it's impossible. There's so many of them in Chicago. It's crazy. I think like if I had to say like in the U.S., probably New York has the most restaurants. Then probably Chicago after that. Because are you living in the city? 
I live like right uh, north of the city, just like so. It's it's not like downtown, downtown, but it's like still close, like five ten minutes away. Very good. So last question, we ask everybody. We'll wrap up with this. I mean, let's say you're going out getting those ribs. You can invite anybody dead or alive. Uh, you get three people to invite to dinner with you. They can be anybody that's ever walked this planet. Anybody? Uh, uh, I think it'd definitely be uh, Michael Jordan would be one of them. I'd like to have dinner with him. Uh, Love it. Big crazy brain a little bit. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, probably say maybe... Jeff Bezos, see how he came up with a whole Amazon ID and how he keeps doing what he does. Hey, more Elon Musk, one of those two. I mean, obviously, two, you know, pretty brilliant minds that, you know, that kind of changed the, the, the world, you know, for everybody. And then third, um, I think right on top of my head, who, who I would invite? Um, Rihanna. No, I'm, 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 kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, he's got a beautiful woman. I'm just kidding. Sorry, Mrs. Uh, <laughs> now I'm trying to think. Sorry, uh, Mrs. Booch. Let me see who would be the third person I would invite. Uh, he's thinking hard. This is audio, yeah. so you can't see. But he's yeah, really I'm having a lot of like... Uh, sports people that i'm a big fan of that I was a big fan of growing up and i mean i, I could do that it's just i was trying to have a little you know uh i like the diversity yeah no, we appreciate we appreciate the thought it's always interesting the more diverse, always varied. it's crazy more diverse dinner you know where we have different you know minds saying different things you know uh, you know mj obviously you know the, I mean, he could do basketball and business and you have you know the, the business mind and then third person would be football player maybe no, I'm gonna go with an actor, and then there we go. Uh, yeah, actor, or actress, and then say, see who I really like as an actor. Yeah. Uh, any help? Oh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Huge uh, okay. Tony Stark okay. Iron Man. Oh yeah, you said you're a Marvel guy. There you go. Okay, yeah, I'm a huge Iron Man fan, so uh, Tony Stark. So they're perfect there. So Mike Jordan, Jeff Bezos. Robert Downey Jr. That's amazing. And then we said that was the last question. We lied. I forgot to ask this. Um, I know you were born in Switzerland. And from what I can tell, I think you bounced around because of your father's basketball career. Um, but I was going to ask, given the, the area you're from uh, originally, were there any players you looked up to growing up from, from you know, like oh, yeah. Draz or Vladi or anything like that? So uh, growing up, I was, uh, he, he never came to the NBA, but you guys probably know him. Uh, Dan Bodiroga. He played for Panathinaikos, Barcelona. Okay, I don't know the name. No, how do you how do you say so, that in like English? One more time. So it's Dan D E J A N and then D O D I R O G A. Okay. O D I R O G A. Bidoriga. Bodiroga. B O Okay. So he, I mean, he was, I mean, the best player in Europe, and you know, he won a Euroleague a couple of times. He he won like gold medals with the back then it was Yugoslavian national team. He actually won well in Indiana in Indianapolis, 2002. They they won the World Cup. Uh, they beat the U.S. in the quarterfinals, I think. Wow. Uh, in the U.S., I didn't know Gatina, Reggie Miller was on there. Uh, Paul Pierce was on there. I think Andre Miller was there. 
uh, I don't I don't remember who I think it might have been Jermaine O'Neal if I'm not mistaken or something. So it was like it was a good you know US team and uh, we we beat them uh, Yugoslavia and uh, you know Peja was playing that team. Diva was playing that team as well. Uh, Marco Yaric, he was. Oh, playing, yeah, oh, so. okay. But yeah, he he was. Uh, I mean, I think uh, alongside like MJ and then later like you know uh, when Derek came on and I was a huge LeBron fan. I saw it very and then so it was. Uh, yeah, he was like good guy to me like uh, i was obsessed with him and i actually have his jersey from one of the european championship 99 in france that they played uh he he gave it to my uncle who gave it to me later and then uh yeah huge fan of him like he was love it yeah 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 yeah. so i think if you if you youtube it i think one of the first videos that might come up is him uh crossing mellow over and uh i'm looking that up in 2005 it was an exhibition game in uh serbia they played in belgrade um, and he actually had a really nice move on him. One of his like very popular move that he did. But yeah, I bet was, that went crazy, crazy viral back in, in Yugoslavia. Back yeah, in yeah, yeah. It, it, it's still like since it is data, like they'll still like show it. But yeah, I was I was a huge fan of his, and uh, so I actually got to meet him a couple of years ago, and that was exciting for me. So yeah, very cool. What about what about a tourist? Did you have a relationship with him beforehand? So Arturis, the first time I met him, actually, when I did my workout for the Rockets uh, as a uh, like pre-draft, uh, he he uh, took me to dinner and kind of like you no know, interviewed me or what whatnot, oh. whatever they call it, and we spoke and things like that. So that was the first time I met him, and then I've seen him like over the years. So he screwed yeah. up back then. <laughs> no, he actually he liked me. The, the Rockets liked me, but I think they, they chose somebody else or something. I don't know, but he was. Um, and then I've seen him like, a couple of times, uh, at, like throughout the nba so we had like just kind of a relationship of knowing him but but uh i think you know euros always have a certain type of connection you know when you come here oh man well yeah that all makes sense and I, I know like i'm like i said i'm from or i didn't say this but i am from iran my parents are from iran and i know anytime like you know that one play like you said anything that happens that it like lives on in a legendary fashion for that country you know so i i get uh where you're coming from with that but look man we really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. I had a blast talking to you. Ton of respect for you. Uh, big Vooch. So thank you so much, man. We, we hope to get to do it again. And we'll be rooting for the Bulls. I personally think the NBA is more fun when the Bulls are good. I mean, we're just about the same age. So when I came up, it was all Chicago. Yeah, uh, so it's really cool to see the Bulls kind of be, you know, close to back on top. So much respect to you. Best of luck. And uh, we hope to get to do it again. Yeah.